Thank you for tuning in to the Riverdale Vixens podcast, a podcast about the arch universe of television and comics. This week, since season two is on a mid-season break, we're going to talk about the road so far. We're just going to recap about what we have liked so far, what we haven't, and just talk in general. So joining me, Bajaya, today is Nika. Hey, I'm so happy to be here. I have a lot of thoughts, and we've got a short amount of time, so let's crack it. So we also have Keith. Uh, yeah, uh, New Year, right? New Year, new, same dumpster fire. And Courtney. Hey guys, my husband just left with his band on tour, and they're probably going to break down, so I'm going to be taking applications for new spouses soon. Me! I I apply! I want it, I want just it. all the geekly wives, just let this be your warning. Can you distribute out candy and give the winners a golden ticket a la Willy Wonka style. Oh my god, yes. And then you can like come into the wonders of my marriage home, which sounds really creepy and sexual as I say (laughs) it it now. sounds real weird. (laughs) I mean... I would like to build a new marriage home with you. That's hilarious. Anyway, so this season, right guys? It's been crazy. So good. I don't know, I'm going to throw it out there first then. Did anybody think they tried too hard with all the references so far? Um, I will say no, they didn't. I absolutely, this is one of my favorite things about this season, is how each episode was titled after a horror movie, and each episode had very loosely resembled the plot of the horror movie it was titled after. And I love it so much. It makes me like this season more than season one. Um, probably solely based on that fact. I, I thought it's it just, wonderful. It just shows that they are, they have put more effort into this season also than last season. I, I'm, I'm in, yes, yes, no, I do get that. I, I like that aspect. I just think, you know, in season one, they didn't reference hardly anything. And then the writers were like, okay, you old fucks, we're going to reference everything from your fucking childhood. Scream, fucking Donnie Darko. I mean, they threw in every oh, reference right. they could from the 90s. And the Archie comics. Started calling the drug Jingle Jangle. I don't know. I think that it is a very nice touch that keeps the show adapting. And I think that it's a good way for it to hopefully not get stale after several seasons. Because I would love... Now, I don't know if this would ever happen. But ideally in my head, right this moment, I'm going to say it. I want a 12-season version of Riverdale. <laughs> And if you want it to be the dark friends, let's do it. (laughs) Yes, basically. (laughs) And if they did something like that different each season, I think it gives them enough material that they could do it and make it decent. Oh, like a theme? Okay, that would be cool. Yeah. I'd be down with that. Just have like kind of subtle. Like American Horror Show? Yeah, but maybe not like change it so much because I feel like HS changes the whole thing. But like this would just subtle nods they could do to things or subtle ways that they could change the episodes. I think that'd be so cool. That'd be awesome. There's no way the uh, cast is going to stick around for 12 seasons, Nika. Not a chance. I want to see I want to see their kids get into school. Oh That's what I want. But they wouldn't be they wouldn't be old enough to go to high school. <laughs> she wants them to turn into hot washed up moms. I mean, yeah. Just this turn into Real Housewives of Riverdale. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. Oh my I god, that. That, could be, that could be one of the themes. 
So do y'all have like a favorite episode or moment from this um, season so far? Yes. Favorite moment. Alice Cooper walking into the fucking Yes. Okay. Well, I got a, uh, I got a new I one. I love like it. I love everyone's it. Everyone's here moment. Yeah. yeah. The entire world um, lost their I've fucking I've watched mind. that Instagram, a video on Instagram, too many times. <laughs> so many times. Uh, I've played that intro on mute to other intros of other songs, and it, it literally works. It works on Electric Wizard Black Mass. So, I mean, it would work on anything. You would, Keith. <laughs> yeah, that's a great moment. Um... I can we have multiple favorite? Yeah. Oh no, sweet. you okay. only get one. One Nika. No, I'm not trying to be pervy, but also Betty's scene was real good. I think that that was like dark Betty esque, but Betty. The Betty? Except I don't know how I feel about yeah. the song that they use. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, it was different, but I did like that because it showed like she was willing to like be part of Jughead's world even though that's what she was originally against and everything like that. So it shows like all of these sacrifices that she's making. And I thought it was just a good scene. I think what Courtney and I are saying is more the song choice to it. I think that scene would have worked with a different A bunch of other songs. I will agree with that. I can't even remember what song they used. It was Um, The Mad World by Gary Jules or whatever his name is. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they had had a real big issue with reading the room. <laughs> That's that comes back to the reference thing. I think once again they're like, okay, you old fucks, here's a song from Donnie Darko that I know y'all were all nut all over, and it just didn't work with the scene. <laughs> okay, that yeah, I can do that. There's like a bunch of other songs that if they wanted that kind of retro, like feel or '90s nod, you know, they could have chosen like fuck teen smells like teen spirit would probably have been a better choice than oh my I, god that would have been yeah. amazing and it would have been more upbeat yeah she needed to be sultry though so the scene reminded me kind of of like marilyn monroe happy birthday kind of thing where it's like sultry sexy really slow and smooth but it's like also yes. very creepy and just unsettling yeah there was um i didn't <laughs> I thought that it was a very brave moment for Betty, but I feel like, I don't know, I could not do that. There was a lot of uh, older gentlemen in there. <laughs> like, I hope FP was not looking. Her mom was watching this. <laughs> yeah, and her mom. <laughs> I can't imagine doing something like that in front of my mother. But the scene itself was awesome. Because, yeah, Alice walks up and she's like, oh, shit. Like, the look, <laughs> in, the look in her eyes, because she knew that was what was going on. She was a serpent. Oh, yeah. Any other favorite episodes? Or I know, um, Nika, I don't know if you already talked about this. You said you liked the anthology episode. Oh, yes. That Tales from the Dark Side is my absolute favorite episode this season. And I think it's because of what they did in reference to the original Tales from the Dark Side, which is a show that I love very much. So it's oh. like already close to my heart. And then they did that, and it's so good. And I thought I thought it was great. But also, this most recent episode was so dramatic. And, like, everywhere, like, you went around a corner and you got punched in the face with drama and action. And it was so good. So I think this one is close. I think the thing I didn't like about the anthology, I liked um, Sh- Cheryl and Josie's episode. I just didn't like the fact that they made the stalker person Cheryl. I know she's got off the deep end, 
I don't know. There's something about that that I didn't like. So <coughs> I kind of think that that, and this is probably just me interpreting. I think that that's kind of a nod to the the tales from the dark side and like the way that the story is set up. So the stuff that happens in the show um, and tales from the dark side show is that something will happen, but then the outcome is not what you expected. Right. And so I don't think that necessarily Cheryl is a hundred percent going to be stalking Josie. I think it's something they did for that episode. Yeah. If that, I don't know though, but that was, I, I don't know. I kind of loved that she was. I thought they were a little heavy-handed with Svenston that episode, though. They they weren't subtle about introducing him. And I mentioned it last last week, last episode. I don't know when we released the last one. I mentioned it last episode that, like, it almost reminded me of the same way that, like, the Harry Potter movies address Dobby, where, like, Dobby should have been in the movies the whole time because he was an integral part of the story. They didn't realize it until the last movie, and they're like, oh, fuck, we should have had Dobby in the whole time. He's back now. They did the same thing with Svensson. We're like, if he's this important, why was he not in all of Season one. Or or maybe not season one. At least the beginning of season two. Like, why was he not there? Why did you just, like, throw him in there? Like, I get you have a small budget. Like, but, like, that seems like something you'd want in the story. This season, I think they have done a better job with, um, I think, I think we've talked about this before, too, but... Season one, they were just, like, throwing everything um, at the wall to see what would stick to, like, get them a second season. But season two, I thought, like, the first couple of episodes, they were doing really well with um, the story writing. But then they got really sloppy. So I would I would think that the Svensson, or whatever his name is, his um, storyline being neglected, I would chalk that up to them just being sloppy. I think y'all talked about it last time. Um, I, I totally think that's a red herring. I don't. I don't think. That oh, definitely. Did. Like a month ago, we were speculating that maybe the Black Hood is Betty's brother because he's Black Hood's constantly talking about how he has like these weird ties to them, and he says something about the call coming in from inside the house. That whole thing. And so I wonder if maybe Svensson is the red herring. It's like a red herring sort of thing because Betty's brother has come and like basically forced him to do this because I'm sure second half of the season he's going to be introduced and they're going to try and like play him off as this like inconspicuous character when the whole time he's been the Black Hood. Yeah. Is I definitely yeah I yeah I definitely think the janitor was definitely not the red herring. He was not. And if he is, then like that is the most garbage storytelling. That like that was just the end of the story. Exactly. Like they're yeah. they're not great at some But they're not that bad. Yeah, they're not that bad. Um I didn't get to talk about this because I wasn't in the last episode, but um one of my favorite moments so Archie Comics, I was obviously I've I've been Team Betty since the comic books when I was little. Um so when they did it's I'm sure it's like purely fan service where they were like the boys, it was the episode before, but they're like, oh, you're a boy sees a girl for the first time, and then they kiss and stuff. And then he just goes back to Veronica. I'm like, what are you doing? Don't do this. Yeah, Give me my Archie I, and Betty back. I I like Archie and Betty better together um, yeah. than uh, Veronica. 
and Archie, but, and I agree with you. I don't know why I said but. I agree with you. Um, absolutely, because that was so weird for him to just go back to Veronica. And it kind of even looked like he didn't want to, so I was expecting him to say something, but then he didn't say anything. Maybe it's that thing when you're a teenager and a hot girl wants to get back together with you. You're just like, I mean, I don't want to say no. Like, it's hard to reject people to their face. Sure. So Especially if they're already trying to be like, a couple yeah. Well, and but with what Archie and Betty went through, I feel like if she said, "I feel safe with you," like I want to stay with you, I a hundred percent think at a drop of a hat, he'd be like, "Yes." All right, real so, world moment. Uh, do you think Archie will tell Veronica that him and Betty kissed? Or do you think? I think better so. question. Will Archie tell Jughead? <gasps> oh shit! I didn't Fuck. think about that. I yeah. think that he would tell Veronica. I don't know if he would tell Jughead because Archie's supposed to be like the good boy, like good old boy Archie. Even though he likes Veronica or they date or whatever, I feel like he would tell Jughead. If I was Archie, I would tell Jughead first. So I think that he owes him more loyalty because they've been together like you are prescribing to the. Uh, friends who are males together stand together before females. Bros before hoes? <laughs> Bros before hoes. Were you trying to be politically correct about that statement? <laughs> I was. I was trying. Bros before hoes. Forever. As the only member of this cast who has been a teenage boy, uh, they gonna fight. You don't know my hard. life. I could have been a teenage boy. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> Just saying. I'm a teenage boy now. All right. <laughs> My bad. I'm just saying they're going to fight in somebody's front yard. Oh, that, I really hope happening. so. I want to see them beat the shit oh, out yeah. of each other. I mean, yeah, I don't I don't doubt that they would fight. I just think that, I mean, I don't want to say as Archie, because Archie does a lot of stupid things, but just me personally, if like, if <laughs> if I was to kiss Danny or Keegan, I think I would tell, I guess I would tell Josh and you all at the same time, around the same time, but... I would ask you, what's your technique? (laughs) (laughs) And that would be our mid-season plot twist. That's true. (laughs) But I I just, I don't know. I I just think that he's known Jughead for longer, so there's a certain loyalty there. Oh, I'm not saying they can't be friends after they fight, because that is also a teenage boy thing. You you fight it out. But let me ask you this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's how you maintain friendships. Just punch but, uh, each other in the face and you're good to go. Bam. Solves everybody's <laughs> problems. Violence Damn. does solve everything. Um, but who do you think would win in a fight? Archie or Jughead? Archie. Archie. Yeah, because with once uh, Fred got shot, he's been working out a lot more and he's a lot more athletic. That's true. And I think that... Yeah, but his little brittle wrists... He got them baby bird he hands. He does have baby bird hands. May- and he- Jughead he will just fucking pull out a knife because apparently he does that now. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh God. I hate that scene street- so much. Oh, really? No. So, like, I hate that scene because it just, it seems like to go, like, everything against his character. Like, yeah, I get that he's proud that he's a serpent, and I kind of get why he's proud. But it was one of those things where, like, he became a serpent to make it better, not to, like, fucking mutilate women's arms. 
even if she is a piece of trash, like... It kind of takes it to be, like, a real gang. To me, it was a scene that really stepped up the Annie of em- emphasizing that this is an actual gang. Yeah. Because I think, like, before this, the se- or Southside Serpents, you just think about it... Shut up. You think about them um, as, like, oh, okay, they deal this drug named Jingle Jangle, and... They kind of yeah. are associated with the murder, but in the end, they really weren't the bad guys who did it. And now you have Jughead just cut off a woman's tattoo because he's in a fucking gang. Any other time, I don't think he would have pulled out a knife. I think he's just so mad at Penny. Is that her name? Penny, Penny. Yeah. 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 I think she's. he's just so mad at Penny for, like, pulling the shit that he she did that it just sent him over the edge. But I I don't think, like, if it was just, like, a... Like, I don't think he would pull a, pull a knife out on, like, Archie or even Reggie. Yeah, I don't think he'd pull a knife on his best friend. I'm just saying they're going to fight. He's, Jughead looks scrappy to me. Yeah, I think he's scrappy. So Maybe he would surprise us. Who knows? Because I, I had this roommate in college. You know, he had a big buff, too. But when we get drunk and wrestle, I'd, I'd win because he just worked out. He didn't, like... I think you mean wrestle. Wrestle. You're right. I would. I would jump off of the back of the couch and do, you know, frog splash. But that's a whole different story. That's a different podcast. What was your name? What was your wrestling name? Uh, Curb stomping Keith. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) K.O. Keith. (laughs) Or cock. (laughs) Oh, my God. Wow, Mika. I am now getting getting a luchador mask. With <laughs> it's your life's yes. calling. <laughs> oh man! Is there anything <laughs> um, that was like your least favorite from this um, season so far? I think we can all agree the least favorite part was uh, the attempted rape and sexual assault part. That was, oh. I think, it was something to put in there. Um, but it was obviously I not know. good. It was. It, yeah, no. It, it was, was a bar, so but it was. I mean, it was good to like. I, I see what they're doing. They're trying to like tie in a lot of like topical things, like health issues and sexual sure. assault and stuff like that. But it was still like truly. It was a, a hard episode to watch to yeah. see. Yeah. Was, yeah, it was really hard to watch. But I also, at the same time, I liked the way they um, had Cheryl handle. Everything. Yes. Yeah. I thought that it was a good it was a good episode for the topic. It was just my least favorite thing to have. Yeah. That topic. Yeah. But it was wonderfully It was handled well. It was handled in a very yeah. like accurate portrayal of like someone who has survived that incident that is very accurate how they would react and it's almost like a they blame themselves and they go through these stages. And so I yeah. feel like they did a really good job portraying like, hey, you're not alone. If you've experienced this and you feel this way, that's okay. Other people do too. So I think it was good, but it was still like hard to watch, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, Nika really liked the anthology that we've discussed, but I think that was my least favorite episode so far. I think it's crazy that it's your least favorite, but I can also see why. I feel like yeah, I don't have to that split fifty fifty on that episode. Yeah, I like I don't have that um, like the background knowledge of whatever that TV show was, and I just it seemed like a very Halloween episode on a non Halloween week. And maybe it's because I watched it on Halloween or close to. No, it came out 
way after. Was it after? It was definitely oh, after. Okay. It was like Thanksgiving when you watched it, I think. Yeah. Okay. So it was like, that was one, and it just, I don't know, it just seemed weird to me. It like didn't really, other than I think Archie's and Jughead's storyline, um, the other two didn't really seem to pertain to the actual storyline of the Wrestling. Wait, what did Betty and Veronica do then? I don't think they were really in it. It was Josie, Cheryl, um, Archie, and Jughead, and... No, Betty and Veronica, that was the episode when... Fuck. They did something big. Veronica did something. Is that the one where they tried to go after the Jingle Jangle dealer? No, that was a different episode. Shit, what happened? (laughs) But anyway, that was my least favorite episode, I think. But I might be forgetting something else. Courtney and Keith, uh, how about you all? I definitely, I think my favorite episode was probably this most recent one. Um, yeah, because so much happened in it. It was crazy. I really like the uh, Jughead initiation. I thought that was a really oh, good shit. episode. That's yeah, probably my that was... favorite episode. Because when they jump him in and at the end, also while he's like, I'm a fucking serpent now, bitches. I was um, scared in that episode because I thought he, they were going to make him hurt um, Hot Dog. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But it was just like a That's what, take care what of I the thought dog. was going to be at the end. Yeah. <clears throat> but, again, any episode with Hot Dog in it is probably the best episode. Uh-huh. I think the first episode was really good, too. But So, do y'all have any crazy theories other than, like, Betty's brother being um, Black Hood? Do you think the Black Hood, like, do you think they'll tie it up before the season's end, or do you think they'll wait until, yeah, like, I think they will. the end of the season? I think they'll tie it up, just like they tied up Jason's stuff, and then third season will have something else, if there's a third season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, <gasps> I just meant, I just meant, like, I didn't want them to drag, like, who is Black Hood up until episode, like, 22. Oh, I don't we're just know. on episode, like, 9. Or 10. I think that, so this is what I think they're going to do. I think they're going to end mid-season like this, and you think that the Black Hood is dead. And then next, or like beginning of the new mid-season, second half season, whatever, yeah. Um, They're going to introduce Betty's brother into it, and they're going to have the other half of the season be about him. And then at the very end, it's going to tie in that he's Black Hood. And I think Betty's going to crack the case, maybe. I don't know. I'm not so certain about the Betty part. I also think that the second half of the season is going to really focus on the Lodges, because, like, no one really knows what's going on with them. They haven't really been talked about. And, like, this last episode, they, like, reveal this huge dark secret to Veronica and you don't know what it is. And so I think the second half of the season is also going to really heavily focus on whatever weird endeavor is going on with their family. I think they'll yeah. make a, like force of Betty versus Veronica situation. Oh, and that fucking love triangle that's bound to like oh, explode. Yeah. Only it's um, going to be a square. Courtney, I would like to counter your um, Veronica's family and table that for season three. I think that should be a big plot line of a whole season. Oh. I think it could be great. She's she's saying you're wrong. Damn. I think that it, I think that, no, I'm not saying you're wrong. I think that you, you dream big, you dream big. And that's, that's a big. Here's the thing though. I think the Lodge's story is just gonna keep going through all the seasons because it's a big plot line about like their shady dealings and stuff is, just, I think, going to be 
present in every season. Yeah, that's true. But it just seems like there's, like, something big and happening. And then also, like, they always talk about their shady dealings, but, like, it's not that shady. Like, they bought a piece of property without telling their daughter, but, like, she's a fucking kid. They don't owe her that information, other than the fact that her name was on the papers. She wanted... That's what she wanted them to do anyway. What, buy Pops? Yeah, because that's how it got to not be uh closed down i think she's just mad that they did it and didn't tell her and she's like you i think she wanted them to give pop tate the money and not necessarily buy it themselves oh okay they yeah just like she wanted um them to give money to fred andrews for his um medical bills i don't think she actually wanted them to buy i mean just because what they did is legal doesn't mean they didn't do it in a shady way. Sure. I don't think anyone else knows. Like, they probably, like, created a shell corporation to buy it so no one could trace it back to them. <laughs> well, I know Betty vs. Veronica is a big, you know, plot point in a lot of the comics. You know, yeah. where it's like, oh, my dad's doing some sketchy shit and I support him. And Betty gets really pissed. And then at the end, it's Veronica fucks over her dad and is like, no, girl, I got your back. No, that was their, that in the comics, it's their plan all along to act like they're fighting. So their dad will do what she wants him to do. But I hope, I don't know. I don't know if that, I I don't know what I want from Betty versus Veronica, but I definitely think it's going to be a lot of friend versus friend. And I still want an um, Archie or Archie Reggie's character arc to go somewhere instead of him just being like, because he's. It also didn't, it was weird that in the show, Reggie and Moose were, like, so excited to see each other after a while. Yeah. Whereas in the comic, they're, like, not friends. Yeah, they're, like, actively not friends in the comics. Sometimes Moose is cool with Reggie, but Reggie always plots against Moose. Like, that's always in the back. He wants Midge. Yeah. What if Veronica finds out about Betty and Archie and then starts dating... Reggie. Well, why doesn't Moose... Oh. oh, Sheriff Keller's son. Kevin. Kevin. Yeah, why don't Moose and Kevin just get together and then Reggie and Midge can get together? Yeah, problem fucking solved because you know that he wants Kevin. <laughs> Riverdale um, <laughs> writers, please call us. Nika's the Riverdale <laughs> matchmaker. <laughs> okay, fucking speaking of the matches we want, I want FP and Alice to get back together. Oh, I would love that so much. Because Hal's a little peon. He needs to get the fuck out of here with that shit. Yeah. I don't... Hal's bad. They've pretty much written him out of the story. I like the actor, because he played in Dead Man on campus, and he was a badass. But, uh, yeah, as for Hal, yeah, get that out of here. I just love that in the Thunder, like, the Alice Cooper entrance um, shot, he's like, shove it, Hal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. She's like, we could go to hell. What if um, like FP is Betty's actual dad? No, I, oh my god, I, I, that would be I, absurd. I don't think that's the case, though. No, she looks too no. much like her sister and her dad to be. <clears throat> I think it's more FP's probably her estranged brothers. Oh, that's interesting. So the brother is older than um, Polly, right? Yeah, he, he's the oldest child. And there was all that talk that I don't, maybe I need to rewatch it, but when... 
I guess Hal tried to talk Alice into getting an abortion. I don't know if she did or not. Is that Chip and his no. FB? Maybe. From my understanding from that, she did not get the abortion. She sent the kid to go live somewhere else. And that's uh, Betty's brother. Right. So they never really specified if Hal was the dad or not. Oh, sure. I think it's pretty um, interesting that the show and the actors have not have stopped like keeping Betty's brother a secret. Yeah, they're, like, plastering him everywhere. And I don't know if that's just, like, the show is really bad at not covering up spoilers. Like, they're absolute garbage. <laughs> but I also am like, maybe it's just not that big of a deal. Well, yeah, I think when um the casting got released, they didn't say, like, this dude just got cast into Riverdale. They said he got cast as Betty's brother. Yeah, yeah Chick Cooper, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. um... What's his name? Uh, Chick, I think. Isn't it C-H-I-C? Chick? Chip, Chick, Chick? I think so. Here, something weird like that. I got the internet right. Uh, I'm sorry if there's anyone listening whose name is Chick. <laughs> Chick, Chick Cooper. I don't like it. But yeah, I mean, they. Uh, what What's the actress's name that uh, plays Alice Madchen? Madchen. Amick. Yeah, Madchen. Yeah. 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 Okay, I, I'm sorry. She. I just she got that. She got that umlaut. I don't know how it works. Yeah. I want to know like what ethnicity that is like i'm really curious like what oh i was gonna say german or austrian it's got the unlock but those are the that's all i know about that she posts on her instagram uh, you know betty and polly and chick and her and it's like oh the cooper the cooper family but there's no how clearly not a secret i don't know like in the show they mentioned that like hey you guys have a brother right oh you were you were right he it, she is part german and Mädchen means girl. Oh. So they literally were <laughs> yes. just like, hey, girl. We don't know what to name our kid. That's the best thing I've heard all day. It's like I had a cat. I had a cat one time and his name was Catley. Catley? <laughs> That's the equivalent right there. Is there anything y'all want to rant about? Anything you want to see that will could happen in the show? You want to happen? Like, I want Betty and Archie to happen. I didn't get to do my theory. That everybody knows already. Yeah, well, got some, it got <laughs> it got some more ground. Keith, you can't. Yeah. Uh, so you know, I said a while back, kind of half-assed jokingly, um, you know, I think that the Black Hood's going to be Matthew Lillard because of all the Scream references. <laughs> yeah. So that that has now gained more ground because uh, Skeeter has posted publicly that he wants Nev Campbell to play. Jughead's mom, yeah. <laughs> who was also on Scream. Fuck. Oh, someone, that would be good. Someone posted um, today on Twitter that they want uh, whatever Eleven, that actress. I saw that. I hate that because she's way too good of an actress for this show. I know I'm supposed <laughs> to like, like this show, but like, they there's just wanted a her level. to be Jellybean. Yeah, I read that. I was like, no. If they make her Jellybean, first of all, I'll be mad that she accepted that role. And two, like, I just I don't see it at all. You you let her... I think it's because she's, like, skinny and stringy and tall. And that's what, like, the whole Jughead, like, the Jones family is in the book, in the comic book. Yeah. Maybe that's why. I don't think she's going to. 
I think it's just someone's mad theory because they're really excited about Stranger Things. Plus, like, it wouldn't make sense for someone who's so prominent in another fandom to be character in this fandom. Oh, do you know what we should talk about? We need to talk about the Jimmy Fallon Riverdale spoof of Peanuts. Yes. Oh, my God. That show was fucking hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that show was funny as fuck. We will post a link to this. If you guys have not watched this, we'll post it on our Twitter. Um... It is so funny. Jimmy Fallon does like a Riverdale style. I don't even know if it's a reenactment. Oh, peanuts a re- game? Basically, yeah, he does like he does like Riverdale style Parody, of peanuts. Yeah. And so he like plays Charlie Brown and it's all like brooding and stuff like that. But it's funny because it reminds me of this little play, like short play that was written called Dog Sees God about like when all the peanuts characters grow up and they're in high school and it's like very tragic. Oh god. And it's basically, like, the first Riverdale kind of thing I ever read. Because it was, like, all these, like, teenagers. But it's, like, real world. And, like, everyone has problems. Mm-hmm. And people are, like, depressed and on drugs. And you're just like, shit, like, people grow up and, like, this shit happens. But I'm making it way too deep for something funny that was on Jimmy <laughs> Fallon. <laughs> no, speaking of, speaking of that, though, have you uh, ever read any of the Weapon Brown stuff? No, what's that? Oh, my God. Uh, so, Weapon Brown... Uh, is this comic series, um, graphic novel series, uh, comics, I think, that people put out. Anyway, regardless, um, it is Charlie Brown grown up in a, an apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic world. Oh, I would read the fuck out of that. Dude, it's badass. It is badass. Does he still wear his like little Charlie Brown yeah, shirt? Yeah, no, no, everybody, Linus still can, carries so his little... It's oh. not a, it's not a, a, a blanket, but it, it's his rag, you know? Like, oh yeah. Yeah. I don't no spoilers. Oh god, yes. I wanna read that. Weapon Brown. It's cool as shit. I like it. Yes, the Jimmy Fallon thing was fucking funny to me. Um after we finish <clears> recording, <throat> I'm gonna go straight watch that. It's so funny. Well, is there anything else you all wanna talk about this season? I have I've liked the season so far. I think I've liked it more than um last season, even though they've had some writing hiccups where they've gotten sloppy and lazy. But hopefully this break, they've tightened it it all up. I want to see an actual relationship with one of the gay and or bisexual characters. Like, I think that if they're like the token, they're like the token queer people, but none of them have an actual relationship. They like kind of touch on like Kevin struggling to have a relationship, but then he like just fucks people in the forest. And then they do (laughs) nothing. They do nothing else with Tony's character. They do nothing with any of them, and I'm just like, I want to see a wholesome gay relationship. What is that too much to ask for? What if Dark Betty says, fuck Jughead, fuck Archie, I'm gonna go with Tony. She's. Oh, no, no. I would start that from day zero. (laughs) That would be great. (laughs) Can my girl girl Cheryl just get some love? That's all. I mean. Oh, that too. I want Cheryl to find love. Cheryl is perfect. Also, I love how Cheryl has not, like, no idea really what's going on with any of, like, the actual plot line. And so when she's in a scene, like, when uh, Archie and Nana Rose, Rose, and, like, they're saying all this shit, and she obviously has no context for it. And so they're, like, talking, and she's just like, what the fuck is happening? And her face is priceless. You just said Nana Rose. I gotta bring this up. She finally got the... 
finally got that gypsy eye I've been saying. Yes. She needs <laughs> that foggy way. fucking dead eye. So that I also want to, so I think Chuck Taylor um, is very hot. Oh, he's so handsome. And I I want to think that he is on um, the path to be a better person. So I would like to see that. Yes. Yes. I hope that it's not like a I found God and I actually didn't because that like trope is so fucking annoying. But I I think that if they continue doing what they're doing with him throughout the season and it's not that trope or, you know, some sort of manipulative thing, I could see liking him. Yeah. Because he's a good person in the comics. And yeah. um, I also would like to see more of Dilton. I was about to say the same thing. Dilton is sharpening knives and making his own bullets and shit. Yeah, like I just <laughs> want to see him like save the whole town. Well, that's it for our <laughs> mid-season wrap-up of season two. Thank you so much for listening to our episode. We will be back soon with the rest of season two, hopefully in a couple of weeks. If you want to keep up on all the Riverdale news, you can find our Twitter at RiverVixens underscore pod or shoot us an email at RiverVixensPod at gmail.com. You can find our hosts on Twitter. I'm at Ethnic Ninja. Nika? I'm at Nika underscore Howard. Keith, where can they find you? I'm at KWallace585. And Courtney. And I'm at Courtney underscore Bruce. If you want to get sweet Betty and Veronica merch, check out BettyandVeronica.com and use code VIXENSPOD15 to get 15% off. Our producers are Bajaya Shrestha, Courtney McClanahan, Terry Taywater. Our editors are Bajaya Shrestha, Courtney McClanahan, Tara Taywater. Keegan McClanahan provided the music for this episode. Mitch Kelly created the cover art. You can find more of his work at mitch-kelly.com. Happy New Year, fam! (laughs) Happy New Year, guys! Well, maybe 2018 will be better.